Welcome to Square Gators, the local harness racing show. This is all a part of the Super Saturday Sports Show that you can listen to as to keep up to date with all things happening locally and around the world in the world of harness racing. The show airs on a weekly basis on a Saturday throughout the year and is hosted by local harness racing identity Daniel Hibbert on 1FM Shepherd and Radio. You're tuned to Super Saturday Sport on 1FM, your one-stop for all your sports news. You certainly are thanking young Sarah Varco on this Saturday morning. You are in Square Gators, Super Saturday Sports Show. Dan Hibbard, the voice of RSN. Dan, firstly, thank you for allowing us to do the KDL Grand Finals last week and taking the week off. Not a, not a problem. It's good to have a week off. It's, it doesn't happen all that often. Uh, with on the weekends, but uh, nice to have a, a, a week away. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, all right to have the, the footy on. So uh, hopefully the listeners enjoyed the footy coverage there last week. And I know that it's grand final day, but, gee, big racing at Kilmore Harness last night with their trotting cups and their pacing cups, of course. Mildura, the traditional grand final night uh, meeting with 12 races there. And then in the Gallops, well, we've got Mornington today, uh, of course, the uh, Ansett Classic, Rose Hill, uh, the Golden Rose Stakes, and Sandown the Morrow. I can't wait for it. I'm, I'm meant to be at the GoTafe Golden Valley Football League Grand Final, but I'm tempted to stay home and watch <laughs> the meeting or even head to Sandown. Like with um, the Underwood Stakes, Zaki, I'm Thunderstruck, Mr. Brightside, and my favourite, Alligator Blood, who I'm on personally tomorrow. It's a good uh, a good meeting there at uh, Sandown tomorrow. Hopefully the... The weather was uh, stays dry enough to dry out that track. I know that they've had a fair bit of rain, and obviously, calling the dogs down there, you're basically next door, so you get a fair idea of what it's uh, what the weather's going to be like. But Thursday it was dry, and I think it was uh, dry enough yesterday. So hopefully they get a a good surface there uh, tomorrow, and it is a cracking day of racing at Sandown. Well, I can tell you, Deacon Reserve tomorrow, my mobile phone's going to get a fair run with the Sky Channel on well, it. you'll need to have your charger on standby just to uh, recharge, so don't uh, use all your all your battery early on, because then you will be in trouble. Yeah, not looking to do a lot of talking tomorrow, just doing <laughs> a lot of watching. But, uh, Dan, what was the week that was locally in harness racing, or the fortnight, or have you just got this yeah, week? Yeah, just got this week, but I just thought uh, we'll start off... Uh, um, we might just start off with last night. Um, big meeting. It was a big meeting, and uh, I'm just trying to make sure I've got it here. It is. Um, so the Kilmore Cup was last night, like that, and they ra- race. <coughs> I mean, they race on a Friday night for their cup, and it's a mobile. And there's a lot of people out there that uh, really don't agree with uh, the fact that it is a mobile, and the, f- the fact that it is on a Friday night. Uh, the traditional. Kilmore Cup was always the Sunday after the Cox Plate, standing start, big crowd, and um, yeah, there's a little bit of, uh, not not angst, but a little bit of uh, uh, surprise that the race is not uh, run as it traditionally was, and the crowds can get back to the Just on it, you probably do or don't know, was the club forced to move it from that Cox Plate Sunday? I think they made the decision themselves. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Um, For the life of me, I don't understand why they would do that, but uh, that was the decision they came to, and then of course with the the standing starts going by the wayside, uh, it was turned back to a mobile, but last night's race, uh, the cup last night was a, a really cracking affair with a really strong up and coming horse in the, in rock and roll do for Michael Stanley winning he's now won uh, two big races in the space of 
10 days, 12 days, over 100,000 in stakes, which is not bad going if you can earn that in a, in a fortnight. Um, he's, a, he's a lovely four-year-old. He's probably just uh, maybe flown under the radar a little bit in, uh, in recent times where you'd sort of think that he's going to take the next step and he just doesn't quite do it. He's been always uh, you know, racing in the, in the strong races. He was a winner of the, uh, the Breeders' Crown Heat. He ran fifth in the semi-final as a three-year-old and then fourth in the final. He then ran second in a heat of the Vic Bread before running fourth and then fifth in the final. So he's he's a really st- top level uh, of his age group. He then ran fourth in a four-year-old Bonanza before a group two win in the Pale Post Adios and then he ran last in the Chariots of Fire. But they've always had a really strong opinion of him. He's come back in sensational form win- winning the Caduceus Classic and then uh, leading and winning the um, the Kilmore Cup last night. Uh, they're going to look to run him in New Zealand, in the New Zealand Cup. He had a standing start trial at Geelong the other night and uh, expect him to uh, make a trip over to New Zealand. I think they're very keen to get him over there to uh, to win uh, a New Zealand Cup, another Australian victory in the New Zealand Cup. Uh, in that race, Honolulu Bay was a really strong uh, third placing, came from well back with Dave Moran back. In the, the sulky on uh, Friday, and uh, Torrid Saint ran second, got up on the inside after leading up. But it was a really good uh, Kilmore Cup, a uh, good strong race. They went 157.4 over the long trip. The other features on that card last night, the Kilmore Cup, Trotters Cup was won by Just Believe for Jess Tubbs. And the horse that's uh, got the as bigger, uh, more wrapping paper on it than a Christmas present, Captain Ravishing. Uh, it was able to win as a dollar oh eight favourite. It ran one fifty four point six the last half in fifty four four. He coming coming off a victory at Ballarat where he went twenty five seconds flat for his last quarter, and he's been absolutely smashed on fixed odds to take out the Derby, uh, the Victoria Derby later on in the season. And uh, it's going to be really hard to see anything get near this guy. The horse that ran second interest free has probably been one of the better three-year-olds, two and three-year-olds that we've had last season. And he got beaten 14 metres and this guy just uh, destroyed him. So uh, he is certainly a really strong horse to follow. The other horse, uh, three-year-old trot, Plymouth Chubb, the uh, two-year-old trotter from last year, two-year-old trotter of the year last year was a really strong performance winning a th- good three-year-old race there at Kilmore. So that's a wrap of the, the Kilmore car last night, the Kilmore Cup. Going back to last Saturday night, we had uh, Melton Racing, and she's a pleasure one for David Aiken and the Peyton family. Nathan Jack took the drive. It was a seven-jolly chance. Did a bit of work early to lead. We got to the front and was able to score in a mile rate of two minutes. And uh, she's really good, going really well. She's a really nice mare. Uh, she's uh, she's now won nine from 33 and she just ticked over 100,000 in prize money. So well done to Connections on She's a Pleasure vict- uh, She's a Pleasure's Victory. The other winner on that card was in the last race from a local perspective, Night School, who was a strong winner for Steve Boyington, was able to lead all the way 158.5. Also on that night, we saw uh, Lock and Varat go around in the Gamalite free-for-all with Copy That. Copy That was too good. Lock and Varat... Things didn't go all that well and uh, had a couple of issues. He was stood down and it looks as if he's uh, run his last race here in Australia and he's uh, going to make a, a journey over to the United States. So uh, we certainly wish him well and uh, it'll be sad to see him uh, leave uh, the Golden Valley. He's been a pin-up for such a long time in this part of the world. So uh, well done to Dave and, and all the team for 
the success they had with him and uh, hopefully you can uh, win a few races over in the States. The next meeting we'll look at was Maryborough on Sunday. Berries and Cherries was a surprise winner of the last for Donna Castles, was able to score a narrow victory in 2-3.4, $17 on the fixed odds, but its form hadn't been all that bad. Uh, it hadn't been too far away in its last few runs. It, ran, it was a winner in Shepherd and back in July. But runs have been a little bit spaced over the last month or so, but it was fourth at Cobram a couple of runs ago. And if you sort of stuck fat with it, it was a, a good result. Uh, a nice come-from-behind victory there for Berries and Cherries. The next race meeting was Yarra Valley on Monday. Viking scored for Rodney Lakey. Dave Moran took the drive. I think it was his first drive back. Two-year-old uh, Gelding got the job done, was able to do a bit of work, took a trail, got the sprint lane, and was able to score in 156.4. The other winner on that card, other winners on that card, Violetta Gift for Luke Bryant, was a uh, labelled a lead and was a big $26 winner and was able to score in a 2 3.5 mile rate. Roddy Lakey made it a double, training double when Beach Memories won later on in the card. Chris Alford this time took the drive, $2.20 was able to lead all the way. And Colin Duncan had Lopez score as a $3.50 favourite, 156.6 was the mile rate there. We then headed to, during the week, we headed to Bendigo on Tuesday night. Just the uh, the one local winner to report there, and that was uh, in race nine, Royal Appointment for Mark Thompson. Ellen Tormey, $1.90 favourite, was uh, able to uh, do, a, did a couple of things wrong, but was able to uh, get up on the speed. It was a small field of only four, and it was able to score a narrow victory in two minutes, point eight. Then Cobram on Thursday, just quickly through that card there, perfect class one, the two-year-old for Emma Stewart and Mark Pitt. $1.12 favourite, led all the way, 159.1. It was by Captain Treacherous out of perfect life. The three-year-old was won by Ireland T-Rex on the sprint lane for Ellen Bartley and Blake Jones at an $8.50 quote. Builder Bob won the trot for Chris Finocio and Ross Payne and was able to score a, a comfortable victory in 2-3.4. Hancock's hero, Danny Thackeray, Nathan Jack got the $1.40 favourite home. It was able to lead, 159.2. Island Rock and Roll for Mitch Frost and Connor Crook was an odds-on favourite, winning and scoring on the sprint lane in race number five. Mike Cortell for Stephen Lee. James Locke was able to score another favourite, winning 158 the rate there. Safala was an odds-on favourite, and it won the the Petstock pace for Donna Castles. Uh, it's been a while between drinks for this guy, but uh, probably the fact that the rating system allows horses to drop down in grade when they... Their form isn't uh, isn't all that strong. This guy was running around in a 55 to 65. I don't think he'd been in, back in that class since he was like a three or four-year-old. So he uh, was able to get the job done in 156.8. The Constitution got up on the sprint lane and was a 30-to-one pop winner for Mel Hingston and Cameron Maggs. And Niv Colon Eagle won the last for James Frost and Connor Crook. And it went 2-1 the mile rate and a $6.50 quote. Then Wagga yesterday, we had some good winners there. Erupt Stride, Russell and Nathan Jack combined. A threes on favourite, led all the way, 155.7. And Craig and Abby Turnbull had another double with the same two horses that they seem to have doubles with all the time up there. National News was a ten favourite, did it easy. 154 flat was the mile rate. And then Haranya ran around in the last race and it went 157.5. A narrow victory, but uh, did it pretty comfortably, the three-year-old. And you would expect him to be looking forward to the derby uh, in the near, not too distant future. Harania winning another race and has a picket, lo- picket fence of form against its name. And that is a full wrap of the week that was and all the GV harness racing winners and a wrap of the Kilmore Cup. And uh, it's been a busy week.
but it's going to get even busier over the next couple of months as well and Hopefully we can uh, now find a, a few winners at a tricky meeting at Mildura tonight as well. No worries, Dan. Mildura, 12-race card. First gets underway at uh, 26 minutes to 6 o'clock this evening. Last at 11 o'clock this evening on your grand final night. Traditional meeting at Mildura. We'll be back to try and find a winner after this. We're back. The Tungamar Hotel is not just your everyday country pub. It's a Goulburn Valley institution. Established in 1891, the beautiful heritage-listed building is worth the visit alone. On the Silo Art Trail, the Tungamar Hotel offers quality lunch and dinners, eat in or take away, as well as accommodation, including some brand new ensuite rooms. It's family and dog-friendly as well as offers catering for all functions, including weddings and parties. Open seven days for lunch and dinner. Why not organise a group and grab the courtesy bus? A Tungama Hotel, more than just a country pub. 1FM sponsor. The Marupna Golf Club, home to the Goulburn Valley's only full-length driving range, and it's open to the public seven days a week. Yep, that's right. You don't need to be a member to use the driving range. But with some of the best value-for-money golf memberships on offer, why not take the plunge and join with unlimited golf all year round? Come and meet our PGA pro, Ben Weatherly. Need a lesson? Yep, Ben's got you covered there too. You're welcome here at the Friendly Club, the Marupna Golf Club. 1FM sponsor. At Outback Real Estate, we understand that to get the right deal, you need to have the right people surrounding you. We know you need the right advice and the right information, so we make the effort to ensure that both the vendors and buyers enjoy their real estate journey by providing a tailored service that's just right for you. Specialising in properties for agriculture and business, we provide services to commercial and residential developers. Visit our new website at outbackproperties.com.au. Outback Properties, where understanding real estate is our business. Station sponsor. Super Saturday Sport with Mark Owens. Welcome back to Square Gators on this Saturday morning. Got the voice of RSN Dan Hibbard with us, course, regular caller at Sandown Park on a Thursday evening calling the Greyhounds. Catch that action every Thursday evening as we have a look at this big meeting at Mildura tonight. Traditional meeting, like we said, Dan. They've run it a couple of years now, haven't they, after the grand final on grand final night. Yeah, it's um, traditionally been uh, a meeting up there from years and years ago. I think they used to run it at Geelong when we obviously were still at Mooney Valley, but uh, the Saturday night meeting used to go to Geelong because of the grand final, but uh, Mildura certainly... Uh, has been able to make use of this spot, and I guess with um, all the racing that's on in the city, uh, it's good to get away from uh, from the metro area. <coughs> pardon me, and we've got a really strong <coughs> pardon me, um, it's a really strong card tonight. It's uh, it's when I say strong, it's a really competitive betting um, betting night because there's hardly any ridiculously short priced favourites throughout the card, uh, which is often what you get in these uh, this level of racing. Uh, and it's going to be tough to to try and find a winner. Uh, I wrote out a quaddy early on, and it was going to cost a fortune to take it. Um, but that's the sort of the uh, the sort of meeting that it is there tonight. We'll start with the multi, and uh, the first look of the multi is in race number one, and it's number five, Red Fox Raider, for Connor Crook. I thought it's only won three from thirty with six minors, but it's been racing uh, in some pretty oh, much better, uh, much stronger company. Uh, of late, uh, the, probably the two runs to consider is la- its last two. Ran fifth in sh- at Shepparton after running second in a heat, 
Uh, it was a heat and final series. And it was a really st- strong up to 47 series, if you can have such a thing. there was uh, You had to basically run first two to get through to the final of that series. This guy ran fifth in the final, was beaten about 15 metres, but they went 155.9. If he recaptures uh, or runs to anywhere near that sort of time uh, around Mildura, he's going to be really hard to beat. Uh, I think he's uh, he is the favourite. He's uh, a pretty steady at around the two twenty five mark, but he just looks as if he's going to be uh, might have a bit of class on his side compared to what he is running against tonight. The second leg of the multi is in race number four, and this is number seven Gauchi for Kate Hargraves and Shannon O'Sullivan. Another one that I thought was uh, probably uh, in its right sort of race. It's been well supported already on fixed odds. It's been about three sixty into two ten, so there's been money for it. It's had one start over this trip for a victory. Uh, it's won seven of 58 overall. And again, it's another one where its last two runs have been really strong. It was a good winner at uh, Shepherd in 156.5 and then second at uh, Ballarat after leading up and beaten by uh, Kiwi Kalahari, who has found a bit of form over the recent times, winning a couple of races. So the only fly in the ointment is going to be the, uh, the inside of the second row draw, but I don't think that's going to be too much of a, a trouble. Uh, if it can get the, get a bit of luck and get it out of that tra- trailing spot as there's no sprint lane at Mildura, if it gets any luck, it's going to be really hard to beat. So the multi tonight is race number one, number five, Red Fox Raider into race four, number seven, Gauchi at uh, a, cost, uh, a price of $5.50 or thereabouts. And uh, if you can boost it up or do whatever you need to do, you might be able to get a bit more value there for the multi tonight at Mildura. The quaddy, and as I say, I worked out one that was going to cost uh, a squillion dollars to take, and I thought that's a bit ridiculous, so we've had to try and narrow it down a little bit. The first look at the quaddy is race five at 7.33, and I've gone two, three, four, and five. Billy Jack, Roberts, Delight, Stormstride, and Holzhauer. Um, it's, it's, it's a wide open affair. It's $3.40 the field, and I just thought that these four with the, the front line draw might be able to hold the key positions in the race other than not going through the form in, in completely detailed fashion here but uh, they're probably the four key chances the only other one I thought of taking was the eight which was Coco Beach second league is race six at three minutes after eight and I've gone with three and nine uh, Major Watson gets the front line draw for Julie Douglas Abby Sanderson takes the drive and Axel Air for Alex Ashwood who was a really good winner uh, last time around this church circuit beating Bernie Winkle. He's been a firmer on the fixed odds already, 360 to 260. So I think he's going to be some sort of chance as well. A pretty open affair though, 3 and 9 in the second leg. The third leg of the quaddy tonight, I've gone 2, 8 and 9. Springfield affair, overpowering and 2 Sock Creek. Just thought that they were probably the three best chances in the race. There's a couple at longer odds as well, but it's a, again, that's another tricky affair. And the last league of the quaddy, I've gone 1, 5, 6 and 7. Aladdin, I'm not quite sure what to make of this guy at the moment. He's, he's he won first up, but he's been down the track the last four runs. Gets a plum draw, but he's just not uh, at that elite level that we know that he's capable of. <clears throat> Bernie Winkle, number 5, you know what you're going to get with him every week. Yorkshire is very much in a similar boat. He's always competitive. And number seven, Rock and Roll Ronnie, who's drawn the inside of the second row, but I think it might get a nice trail and it has, has got some good winning form as well. So the quaddy tonight, I've tried to skinny it down as best we can and hopefully we can land it. Two, three, four and five in the first league, three and nine in the second, two, two eight and nine in the third and bring it home with one, five, six and seven. 
Cost you ninety six dollars for a hundred percent, but uh, ten bucks will get you ten percent, Dan. That's an easy easy way to work it out with the pay, uh, the cost nearly a hundred dollars. So uh, hopefully we can get that quaddy tonight at Mildura on what is a very tricky, but uh, plenty uh, plenty of value if you can find it there at Mildura tonight. And of course, there's some gallops action today, even though it's the grand final, particularly up at Rose Hill today. They don't care that it's grand final day in Melbourne, do they? But Pretty uh, interesting race up there. The main feature is, of course, in race seven, or race eight, I should say, uh, the uh, Golden Rose Stakes in race eight. I like race eight, number seven, Golden Mile, but in secret is the favourite. They're both with the golfing camp. It's uh, This race has always uh, produces a, a really strong winner. It's a big field too, which is a bit... Uh unusual but uh, obviously best of Bordeaux come out of that race number two would have been right in the in the play I think Jack and I the Victorians probably got some sort of chance got a decent draw it's been a quiet tip for it yeah I, I, the tracks uh, soft five so it's improving all the time where they haven't you know haven't been deluged with rain at least this week in secret certainly going to be really hard to beat it's got a plum draw James McDonald's uh, could win on a broomstick at the moment so but I think Jack and I at the price might be a play each way yeah, I like it, Rose Hill, in that race, which is race eight. Uh, I like the Golden Mile. I just didn't write down the race and number. I'll go back. Race eight, number seven. Race eight, number seven for the Golden Mile, thanks, Dan. Uh, the Ansett Classic is another big race at Mornington today. Of course, they're at Sandown tomorrow. Talk about that in a second as well. But I'm on the favourite, Sacra Knight, in the Ansett Classic today, race seven, number six. Really hard to beat. It's uh, Jamie Carr takes the ride. Danny O'Brien. Uh, it looks like it's uh, going to ha- go very close to, to winning that. King of the Castle is probably the the main danger number nine in that race. And of course, Sunday we're at the uh, Sandown for the big race. Oh, gee, I feel like I, I feel like going going to that meeting. What a great uh, classic of the Underwood Stakes it is like with, of course, Zaki on Thunderstruck, Mr. Brightside and Alligator Blood all going around in it. Only a field of six, but it's it, basically you would imagine that all of these are uh, going to press on for the Cox play. to be very surprised if, uh, if they all aren't in that race in, uh, in a month's time. Zaki's obviously going to be really hard to, to toss from the... Uh, from uh, from Annabelle Nisham stable at two fifty, Iron Thunderstruck was super winning uh, last time. Uh, Alligator Blood was had almost pinched it. Mister Brightside was has been super in its first two up uh, first two runs uh, from a spell. Mwanga is certainly the one that could surprise. You're getting about twenty to one about it, and he could certainly uh, could certainly pop up uh, in this race. You're taking twenty to one about him in a six horse field. It's uh, might be just the each way play to go there. Uh, it, it is a super addition of the Underwood, that's for sure. I'm on uh, race seven, number three, but I might have something on because I think it's the omen bet, Mr. Brightside coming from Yaroa for the Hayes camp. Of course, Yaroa in the go tape Golden Valley League grand final tomorrow. He, uh, as I say, his first two runs were super and he was really good in the uh, in the fee in there at Mooney Valley. Uh, and again, you're going to get a decent price about him as well. It's it's a it's a good race and it's uh, tactics. Small field tactics will play a big part. Now, Dan, give us the grand final winner today and give us a Norm Smith in the first goal kicker. Uh, I think Geelong will win. Uh, I think uh, if they do, I think they'll win by about 20 points in the end. Hopefully it's close for most of the game, but I think they'll be just too strong late. 
I do like. I think Sydney's going to be a, give him a, a real contest. Uh, we'll go with Tommy Hawkins, the obvious for the first goal kicker, and uh, I, someone like Cam Guthrie is probably someone that I reckon could potentially win the the Norm Smith. Uh, if he gets a bit of the ball, there might be a, a fair chance of uh, winning the game for Geelong. But uh, look, I, I, it's it's going to be an interesting one, I, interesting grand final. I've said to someone earlier in the week. If a Sydney supporter, you just want to be in it at half time. I said, if you're four or five goals down at half time, it might be shut the gate and go to the pub because I think Geelong might run away with it. But hopefully, it's a good contest. I just like the similarity. I think Lance Franklin will kick the first goal because he kicked the 1,000th goal uh, against him to get his career high 1,000 goals and never see that again back in round two. Look, basically, for the uh, Norm Smith. Dangerfield, if Geelong win, Parker, if Sydney win, I'm just taking them both the today. Yeah, 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 I mean, you can because it's like eight to one the field. Yeah, so, exactly, exactly. like, I mean, like you can play around that way. And uh, yeah, so the other one I like for first goal is um, Tom Papley. Yeah. So I'm going yeah, to take both of them. Yeah, absolutely. You want, to, you want to be taking those forward plays, that's for sure. Yeah, no worries, Dan. We'll do it all again next week. Thanks for coming in. All good. No problem and at thanks all. Thanks for uh, having the week off last week. No, enjoyed it. Thank you. And I'll be listening to you at RSN throughout the week. Where are you next, yeah, by the way? The Meadows Wednesday. Meadows Wednesday right. and then back to Sandown on Thursday. No worries. So I'll look forward to that, be uh, listening to both coverages. So that was Dan Hibbard with Square Gators on your Saturday morning. If you have enjoyed the show, then please let us know what you think at our socials. 1FM Super Saturday Sport on Facebook and Twitter and tune in from 8am next week to find out more. Till next week, goodbye.